Dorkers, back again for another instalment. Disappointing weekend, but joining you and me, as always, my trusty sidekick, Matthew Judd. I reckon you're the Robin to my Batman. Damn it, that's what I was going to say next. I I had that written down. (laughs) I love how you pre-write down all your gags. Yeah, I was like, call him Robin. (laughs) My middle name is Robin, though, so that's awkward. Um... G'day, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. I was going to intro you as well as the Docker's number one ticket holder from Queensland. I thought maybe that was my nicer one. Probably should have gone with that. I probably am, to be honest. I reckon. Considering the amount of time, money and effort and emotion I pour into the club. Yep, the club. I'd say I would be very close to number one Queenslander. The club that is currently disappointing us both. Well, not disappointing us, but it was it was a rough weekend. Before we dive in um, to the game, we want to give a few shout-outs. It's the big derby weekend. We're going to get into the derby later, but we have to give a shout-out to Bundy. Um, and the, Bundy. Uh, over in Victoria, he has his big um, West Australian Victoria meet-up where they do a, do a derby, then go watch it on a Sunday afternoon, I believe. that's the. Yeah, I think they kick off at like 10.30am or something. Because the game doesn't start in the East Coast till 4.40, so they've got heaps of time. So I think they start quite like late yep. morning time, play a game of Dockers fans versus Eagles fans, which would be very lit. Like, I reckon one year we have to like try and get there for it. That sounds like great. Uh, hopefully, I mean, if Bundy's listening and he wants a bigger shout, we'll give him, we'll post his thing on Facebook or whatever. But otherwise, yeah, Bundy, let us know how the game goes. You're still, hopefully you're still a listener, Bundy. We haven't lost you. Um, but I reckon he's pretty keen. He's posted on Dork Talk previously, so if you're trying to find him to play, if you live in Melbourne, just get around him. Yeah. Um, good dude. Sounds like a good dude. I've never met him, but he sounds like a guy I'd have a beer with mm. talk about Dockers. How about... Um, all right, so we realise we're starting to get some listeners, but uh, our Facebook page has 30 likes or follows so can you like our facebook page we post generally just the episode but like we don't flood you or anything but we um we won't have sponsors on there either no nah. wink wink nudge nudge except we, emu export no swan draft we may have some swan draft plugs in there um but generally we just uh just post our episode when it's up and anything that might have been very funny that week. So maybe we'll post twice a week at max. Yep. So get around it. Shout out to Duck and Oz as well. Poor guys. They've been going in the worst patch of Docker's history mm. recently. They've been running a podcast. So they've done well, I reckon. They soldier on. Um, excited for Ducky's 30th. I'm really looking forward to that casino night. Yeah. If there's one thing us three like, it's going to the cast. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> one of my best cast like. nights was with... Well... With well, you probably go hand in hand the two of you. You go, the cast just isn't the same without you, particularly Juddy. Generally, generally when we go to the cast and we win money, you and I, it gets spent that night mm-hmm. on things that aren't drinks. Naughty money. Um, <laughs> Naughty money, and we're not talking about illegal things either. No, 
My favourite cast night was when we got kicked out. No, we wouldn't get let into the crown. He's like, you need to go have a coffee. And I was like, man, I'm not going to have a coffee at this hour. And you were you like, that is, a, that is a terrific idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember you hadn't had any beer? Or like, I'd had like two drinks and you'd had one and they're like, oh, you're too drunk. We're like, we're actually not. You've just picked us out. Yeah. And we were laughing on the way in or something. Having too much fun. We're just going to, they won't let us in because we're going to steal all their money. Yeah, they knew we looked like pro gamblers. Mm. Um, yeah, that was good. We, we shouldn't go into times we've been to the cats together. No. That would be a whole episode. Let's, well, let's kick things. We're going to go through the game. We're going to get to the questions. We've got, we've got a really exciting quiz. Um, and also we've got big yeah, punting. take two of the quiz. Take two of the quiz. Um, some punting and then we'll have a bit of a derby, talk about Peel and, uh, try to do some predictions for the derby. But let's, let's, let's push through this, Juddy. Let's go through it. Let's hear it. All right. So... Another uh, another big, big shootout game, mainly one-sided, but it was 307-11-63. We cracked 60 points to 17-10-1-1-2. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't... It was a big score for us to concede. I think we, oh, we might have conceded 100 and something against Essendon as well, to be honest. But um, pretty flattening the way the match turned out after quarter time, to be honest. But mainly yeah. that second quarter. Um we just suck against Hawthorne. Like, they just know what to do against us. They know where our players are going to firstly go towards the ball and, like, everyone will be standing around the ball, but only, like, of the ten players standing directly around it, only two will be involved. So eight players are just out of the game, basically. And then we'll kick it forward to their players, which are like, I won't go stand near the ball because there's already eight Hawthorne players there. I'm going to stand 30 metres behind it where those idiot dockers are going to kick it if they get it. They have a really um, good way of controlling the tempo of the game. Like, when they want us to go slow, they seem to slow the game down, zone up real well, and just wait for us to make a mistake. But then when they wanted us to feel rushed and try to use their pressure to, to create bad decisions, they, they would quickly move and work to create mistakes. Like, it wasn't... They didn't go full ball the whole time. There were times there where they just sat back and just... Especially when we were coming out of back 50 and they just waited and they were very good at picking us off and we were we didn't have an outlet kick because Sandy was missing and we struggled to really make good contests um, and then see the problem is I reckon the outlet kick is we always outlet kick it's like that's yeah. our only option option one is to outlet kick it's like no 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 option one should be a 25 metre pass to somebody that's free because they're zoning like you should be able to hit 20-25 metres and you watch teams do it, and they can. You just work your way through it. Stop going, oh, partly, partly it's the kicker's fault because they don't look or something like that. But then secondly, it's like, oh, let's just all go walk over here and not run and make space, and then that way they'll kick long, and then we'll go to the pack. Yep. It's like, oh. It's very flattening to watch the players just like, the players without the footy, the Dockers players, be like, we know we're going to go long here, so let's not even try and make an option yeah. and just like wait for it to go long. And man, we got chopped in the middle. Oh man, starting with Tom Mitchell, forty-two touches. Just, Tom Mitchell just walked that were, thing they out, were the it out of the front door. Hey, <laughs> the front door of those. Se- we have been killed in centre clearances recently. I think it was like, nine to one in the first missing. quarter. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't even knocking fight. on the front door. He was just running past it. No, not ringing the bell. I don't bell. think there was a front door. Nah, to be honest, kick, in the first quarter, he, he kicked he, it down. Mate, that 
he kicked it down in that first clearance and it stayed down. And they're just, you know, it was basically like Frio just all started attacking, even though we have very inexperienced Ruckman. I'm not sure. And they were just like, yeah, you guys go. And like even Burgoyne running through there, Burgoyne tore us apart. What two massive ends, um, Burgoyne and O'Meara. Burgoyne, and like, he just... O'Meara had 33 touches as well. How many, like, he's from the old generation of AFL. Like, he's been playing for that long. Like, he just... He's played 300 games, 350 games. Oh, yeah. seems like more. I'm pretty sure it's 350. <laughs> 352, yeah. So, Ducky made... Ducky's very good on the um, expel... Expel. The ex, he's good on the expel. Expelling that, students. Also the, yeah. <laughs> expelling students as well. And the Excel spreadsheet. And he makes a games played list, I think for most games, um, with red being under 50 games, yellow being 50 to 100, and green being 100 plus. And the Hawks had two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I'll, so, hang on, <laughs> that's my math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thirteen players over a hundred games. The least experience of those players, Mitchell, with one hundred and five games and forty-two disposals. But then, like you, you forget that players like Shields, Bruce, Isaac Smith, Gunston of all Stratton, Puopolo have all played over 150 games. Like they mm. still seem like hundred gamers to me. Yeah. Or like eighty hundred gamers. Frawley's played two hundred, Roughhead's played two seventy, and Burgoyne's played three fifty. Apparently the Hawks were the most experienced game wise team out in the weekend, and it showed. Yeah. But then O'Meara's only played sixty games and he had he's he his stories obviously he missed out on three seasons basically. Yep. Jarman Impey, 90 games. He played really well. I think he beat us a lot. And even their young kids played pretty well. Yeah, guys, um, I don't even know. Like, we made guys... Like, Hardwick, the guy with the gross mullet, we made him look way better than he is, I yeah. think. Like, we just bomb it up to him. And Even when we kick it to a one-on-one in our forward line, we seem to just have a knack for kicking it to the wrong side. They're like, mm. oh, look... Um, Cox or whoever's on the left side of that player, I'm going to kick it to the right. Yeah, struggle to oh, kick it to the advantage. It's, it's just like, good God, kick it to space in front of our player. Like, they should not be aiming for where a player's standing ever again. Kicks to advantage. They should be aiming for the grass. <laughs> kick to grass near them. And it's much easier for a forward to run onto it. it was... um, I thought they gave us some really good looks on goal. Like, <sighs> they, they'd turn it over and we'd be like, sweet, we're on here. Hand pass, hand pass, three free players running forward, miss kick, turnover, and then we get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, there were a couple of fairly butchered butchers. Um, it's just a really disappointing start. I mean, those two first goals and then struggled to get into the game. I thought we curved there like at the start. Um, like after they got those two quick goals, we wrestled it back a bit. Um, we kicked two, then they kicked two. But after a quarter time, I mean, it was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Well, two quarters, two quarters of no... scoring goals, man. Uh, yeah. They essentially kicking eight goals at halftime, they had beaten us. And we didn't kick a goal for two quarters of football, two and a half quarters of football. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. I'm not very sure. Very hard to beat a team like the Hawthorne with high scoring capacity and good skills if you don't have yeah. any scoreboard pressure. So, I feel like we, we had five or six extra goals in us that we wouldn't have had to try too much harder to get, which is the disappointing thing because we're not scoring that much and we are creating chances, but 
messing those chances up with basic skill errors or fumbles at key times. So uh, I've, I, I just want to be able to score well. And I know that they, they look like they've, they've nearly got it. And it's so disappointing when something that we know they can do, like a hand pass or mm. a kick that's 20 metres, ruins that chance. And then we scored, like, we had, what, three or four goals going into the last quarter and we scored, you know, three goals in the last quarter and suddenly it looks like we only lost by 60 points or 50 points. But it's like, well, you know, if how about do the work early and don't wait till later to kick goals? How about just kick those goals? Like, goals like are six points team. to reward effort and a normal effort is, like, X amount. Docker's goals should be worth, like, 18 points. Oh, 100. Because if... <laughs> We'd still probably not score 100 points. We probably wouldn't, but, like, if it was, like... All right, if they worked out, this much effort goes into a normal team's goal. The Dockers yeah. would be like 10 times that. It's like they've put in yeah. a million times more effort. For, we just And then it just, the psychological effect, like how it just becomes scoreboard pressure and the missed opportunities. And I just, yeah, it drives me crazy. Mate, when you just can't kick that easy one. Exactly. Um, well, you've played footy before, I've played footy before, and it's nothing more demoralising than when, you know, five, six, seven, eight people bust their ass for a good... 60 seconds to two minutes trying to work the ball out of defense like it takes a few tackles and like hits and you know body on the line you get it forward you get it to 20 or 30 out from goal you're like sweet we're finally gonna kick a goal and you miss it's just like good god like why am i doing this like why before we're going to work and you're nearly finished like you're you're a tradie imagine going to work building a house you're basically about to like (laughs) Put the final nail in the front door, however you build a house, and then like someone just comes and kicks it down, and it's back to square one. You're just like, oh, good god! <laughs> like, why am I at this job? Before we segue into our, we'll finish up there, I reckon. But before we segue, I've got a good. I'll do a local footy story. Under 16s prelim final against the other local Margaret River team. It's last quarter. We're down by two points. We've got a mark inside fifty. Like it's real low scoring. Like it's and I remember we it was probably not many set shots and stuff like that. And this guy's like twenty meters out, like real just on a slight angle. And everyone's like, just go back and take the kick. Could have even been a free kick. Yeah. He's walking in. Not much time left. Two points down. He's walking in. About three steps before he kicks it, he drops the ball. Like he just drops oh, no. it. Goes to take one hand away. It just slips off and it just drops. Nothing really, ha- like, nothing happens. Instead of just picking it up and, like, walking back Sock or doing something, no, he plays on and just, and just oh. like, and fumbles it and picks it up. And I'm just standing there just like, I was like, you didn't have no. to play. I was like, oh, my God. You just dropped the ball and played on and got tackled. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, um, yeah, that was probably one of the funniest under-16 moments. No. Yeah. There's, I think, Ducky's. Ducky said it, and it came from Ducky's dad, Frankie. Uh, shout out, Frankie. He's definitely not listening because I don't think he knows how anything works that's like beyond <laughs> a fax machine. <laughs> I reckon he'd still struggle to, to use the fax machine. One time we had to go around to Frankie's house to help him fix his internet, and it was like dial-up internet. <laughs> this was like not that long ago. <laughs> um but I think Frankie said it and Ducky says it now. The football is an idiot pill. And the longer you hold it, the stupider you become. Mm. And I think a set shot is a great example of that. Oh. As soon as anything happens, Mate. it's like, what do I do? Unless you're the main man. <laughs> Who's the main man? Main. Chris Main. Yeah, the big main man. He becomes way stupider with the football. Yeah. <laughs> with the footy. I know. There was one so year dumb. where he wasn't done with the footy. Yeah. 
We held catfished Collingwood. Oh, mate, we killed Collingwood. Snuck him out the front door. Or that, or that whatever it was, free agency thing. Um, Let's dive into so, the questions, mate. The best bit, well, can hang we? Hang on a sec. You want to do questions? Let's do some questions. Yeah. Get them up. This is my new favourite segment because we're getting some. We're getting heaps of questions. Thanks, everyone, to their questions. Mm-hmm. We will try to respect all questions. Um, there's a lot of, like, comments on comments. So, <laughs> Rosie Carrington-Jones, number one ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Harley, Harley Bennell the new Anthony Morabito? Is it worth persisting? Or, as sad as it is, except the Cavs just can't handle AFL and let him go? As long as he's, um, as long as he's trying... I think we keep trying. I mean, there's a lot of I interest. I think we just get him for cheaper next year. Like, yeah. yeah. I think we rookie list I'm happy to something. have him on the list. Are people considering put a lot of... Considering we ha- how long we had Subin on the list and, yeah. like, you know, all those guys, why not give someone with known talent to just injury-prone some low-paid time? So, yeah, let him have a dip. I think the calf thing, weirdly, so... Obviously, he had these little setbacks. You should be able to shed a lot of life. light on this. This should be like what makes our podcast so good, the fact that you're a physio <laughs> and now a doctor. But I feel like we never it never comes to tuition. Like, nah. you come on. Like, give some medical insight. Say some, say some big words, Chuddy. Uh, baby cow. <laughs> um, moo. So, the, so the good thing is recently, like ever since he did that period where he did like ballet and shit. So he had a little setback with the calf. It was one week he missed one waffle game, and then he came back and played again. And then even this one, apparently they're expecting him to only miss one game. So it's like it's like he gets sore rather than tears it. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, oh, he's done a setback. That's eight more weeks. So I feel like weirdly, in a weird, very pessimistic or probably optimistic, but, like, in a weird way, his setbacks are now one-week setbacks rather than, like, ten-week setbacks. Yeah. Um, that's what Ross Lyon said today, is that they're expecting him to lo- to only miss one week, which is, if that ends up happening, awesome. On a, he might play. On another quick medical, how's Fife still listed It's three weeks away? Which Two to three, Two yeah. to three, which makes Apparently it an eight-week hamstring. Apparently, it involved near the tendon or something. As soon as the tendon's involved, the, the hamstring time frame's blown out. Oh, there you go. Juddy, thanks for yeah. that insight. You're welcome. Um, um, but yeah, thanks, Rosie. I think I think persist with him because yeah, there are not? people that we've persisted with way longer who have way less talent. Mm. And I think he's actually, I don't know, he's turning, he's playing footy, man, for mo- most, for the last... Eight weeks he's been playing footy most of the time. So and consistent, like he had twenty-seven and two goals in his last. He was good, yeah. Yeah, it I was mean, like he's... apparently the week before, I think I heard this on the rain. He some like he bumped into Fife and was like, "I played pretty well on the weekend, but the last ten minutes or something in Waffle, I ran out of legs, so I want another week." And that's why he played another week. And yeah, then, like he must have said that to Ross as well, um, which was in the media, but. Um, I mean, it looks like it's just that final bit of the game. How about let's just play him for three and a half quarters? Mm, there is talk about that I'd, as well. I'd be more than happy to play him in Waffle or AFL for not full game time. Yeah. He'll be better than half the idiots we have running around for four quarters that can run out of game. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fair. laughs> Anyways, sorry, Rosie, but I reckon that's good. 
Jack Carrington Jones, so we got a little bit of a brother-sister act. Is is if a calf transplant was the thing, what animal would you use? Now that <laughs> and a part one of the question is that I reckon, oh, who has big calves? I don't know, like a kangaroo or something. That's what I was about to say, but I think that's more up there. Like I don't know what's the top. They have like a long Achilles, I think. I don't know. Good question. Mountain I reckon goat. a kangaroo. Mountain goat. Mountain goat. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty hardy. They eat tin cans and stuff. Um, not sure where you got that from, but we'll just run it. Mountain goats eat tin cans. It's common knowledge. Uh, you, you're not from the street like I am. No. Um, so, Jack Carrington Jones. Goats. <laughs> part two. Now that Dork Talk has good sound quality, does this mean it is now mainstream doing ads and live shows? Live shows, question mark. Ads, definitely. Definitely plug in just random stuff that we want to get Which sponsored by. Which reminds me, have you, have you had a nice, cold, refreshing beer recently, Ben? <laughs> I'm actually drinking one right now and it's not from our sponsor. I'm not drinking Swan Draft right now and if we were, I don't think we should be saying that. Um, as soon as they give us a free beer, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> we don't think we should be saying that. That we're drinking what other they beers. They sue us for all our <laughs> internet money. <laughs> Um, live episode, we could possibly, well, you're back, I mean, on that note, you're back for the last game against Collingwood, Saturday afternoon, we could probably organise, yeah, mate. nearly booked, I booked this weekend. I think we could probably get the Purple Rain boys down to a bar before the game, maybe the Dork Talk boys could come down and have oh, a few beers. and a crossover. Well, we don't have to record anything, I mean, we just have a few beers with our fans, not our fans, with Dockers fans. As in like a live yarn episode, where you have to be there live to hear the episode. We could probably interview people and then somehow put it into our episode, but I mean that's getting technologically. We could just reenact it. We're pretty good at that these days. Oh yeah, we've done. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? We could be redoing this episode tomorrow night. Oh, I hope not. Um, all right, uh, Rosie again. So good. I like Rosie. She's she gives us good questions. Keep them coming, Rosie. Our number one Dockers ticket holder, number one Dock Talk ticket holder, number one horse fan. Is tearing muscles a talent? Uh, yes, it is a talent because Harley has the talent. Uh, all right, this one you can answer and then I'll answer. Snacks Robinson. Will Fife be all Australian? Absolutely dominant first half, but is that enough? Yeah, I've got... Uh, I'll just give a yes and no, and if you want to go into it, we can. It's a, yep. it's a yes... I reckon it's a yes with a asterisk, like I wouldn't be surprised if he missed because, however... 100%. I reckon he could make it. He's still I think on the Brownlow the prediction. Only player, mate, I reckon he's the only player in the Dockers that gets Victorian-level attention. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Fife, yeah, chuck him in. Like, he killed it early. Um, but... If it was anyone else that absolutely dominated, like when Walters was killing it and then missed the last five games, they're like, nah, you're out. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think he... He could. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Oh, yeah. And maybe interchange, but I don't know. He's still like seven or eighth in the coaches' votes. He's still, if you look on the Brownlow predictor, I think he's still second. Um, and... I'm going to put this to you. If he comes back in the last two games and plays really well, he's in. If he comes back and plays yeah. average, he's out. Yeah. If he doesn't that's, come back, he's out. That's probably, yeah. It's interesting. they'll be like, oh, yeah, Fife's hell good. Like, he played that. Remember that, that year Rance got in because he played yeah. really well, like, for round 22 against Sydney or something like that? It's probably They're more like, of oh, yeah, a yeah, comment on 
a more of a comment on how the All Australians picked rather than no, it's, yeah. that's what it depends on, like how because it's, it's just five idiots talking in a room. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't know what they're going to do. Um, I I genuinely think if it's picking the best player for the position, Nat Fife's form for the season says to me that. You know, he's better than anything he deserves on interchange or half forward flank. Like, I mean, yeah, definitely. If anything, um, hold that thought about idiots picking AFL awards because I will talk about that in two seconds in the MRP. But final question from Tony Modra Hewitt, aka Duels, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, just wondering if you have any hot tips for Ascot this week. Oh, man, a good tip. All right, give us your tip. Bring an umbrella. Is that what it's called? No, like literally bring an umbrella. Bring an umbrella, a rain jacket, a scarf and a beanie. It's going to a be a rain umbrella. Is that oh, what you mate. No, an umbrella. Like a nice drink, actually. That was my gag. Um, no, it was good. Sorry. I also have a tip, but it's actually a racing tip. Just bet on Willie Pike. He must yeah. win so many races. Yeah, old Willie. But also what we've noticed is that, like, he'll be riding some donkey and the odds will be, like, $2.50. It's like, it's just because he's on it. Mm. So I reckon what you could do is get some inflated prices on horses that you know are good against Willie Pike because he'll take some of the odds. Yeah. So there you go. There's a betting strategy. Yeah, Willie Pike. Bet around Willie Pike. Um, All right. Can I MRP now? Yep, absolutely. All right. So... Tom Cole for the Eagles. I've got some stats for you. Tom Cole for the Eagles had a really good... Apparently, he's had a really good season. I haven't noticed him too much, but... He had 18 touches at 78% efficiency. Eight of those touches were contested. 11 intercept possessions, which is quite good. So, most of his touches were intercepts. Six marks. Didn't get involved in any score involvements or scores, really. Eight pressure acts. Didn't have any clearances. So, he's basically a backman, which Mm -hmm. was a good, good... But the ball was down there a lot. Because they were getting pumped. Now, Brayshaw, Andrew Brayshaw, a the the number two pick that you think would probably get a little bit of attention. Victorian as well. Twenty five touches, nine contested, three marks, a goal, six score involvements, nineteen pressure acts, two clearances, four tackles, two hundred and eighty six meters gained. This was in a game where he played midfield against a side who was flogging us. Mm. So I feel like, one, Brayshaw played in the midfield and we were getting flogged in the midfield. Tom Cole played in the back line. The ball was always down there. Mm. Two, Tom Cole is 21. He turned 21 in May or June. He's third year on an AFL list. Brayshaw is 18. It's his first year on an AFL list. He's played every game bar when he was injured with a groin. I think he missed two weeks. Tom Cole's managed, I think maybe 10 games in those three years and he's three years older than Brayshaw. Can you, there surely should be a little caveat that if two players play similar games, the player that's in their first year should get the nomination. I, I am shocked and appalled that Brayshaw didn't get the rising star and that is unashamedly just the the weird way that Dockers get snubbed in many respects one, some of them are deserved because we, you know, we do some stupid things all the time. But yeah, give us Didn't your thoughts. He, he went head to head with Mitchell in the midfield for a while. For parts, yeah, I imagine. I mean, like you've got a first year play again, you know, still 
still gathering 25 of his own touches while trying to... I Against mean, a Brownlow favourite. <laughs> basically, um, winning winning his own clearances, you just... Yeah, you really do wonder when his is going to come. I feel like he's played many a game. Apparently, in an article, he said, oh, yeah, my brother... So his brother plays at the Eagles, is like a rookie or something. Yeah. And... Um, Apparently there was a few gags going around. He was like, oh, I can't believe like you didn't get it, mate. It's like even the Eagles were like, that's pretty weird. It is. A, oh, well. <clears throat> the Rising Star ones, I mean, who won it for the doc? Palmer won it one year, I think. Reese Palmer won it. He did have a pretty hectic midfield season. He beat Cyril. No, 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 sorry. Who beat Cyril? Must have been. So, you know, it might have been Reese Palmer. <laughs> Reese Palmer probably beat uh, Cyril. Yeah. Mate, tell you what, we should get sponsored. We no, should get sponsored Palmer. by Palmer and whatever real estate company Palmer sells real Palmer estate. Palmer Real for. Estate. Oh, just gone for a jog with oh, perfect hair and mate. makeup past us. <laughs> we need to plug Palmer and his real estate company. We actually don't add us on Facebook because from mate. now on we are going to share his videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of videos. A lot of accidental run past properties. Um, oh, anyway. Mate. So there's a quick thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I don't know how I found it today, but it was I found it and I was like, "Good God!" And then I noticed what where it had come from. So, if anyone doesn't know who Frio Dokers is on mm. Facebook, then they're missing out. Go Big search time. it. D O K E R S. He had a post from a while ago saying, "When God created Nick Suburban," and it's like. <laughs> I picked a little cartoon of God holding a cup and he's like, I'm just going to put in a little bit of, and then it says dashing speed through the midfield and then God goes, oops, and pours it all in. <laughs> I was just like, oh, good God, that is amazing. I went through some of his posts and they are hilarious. He <laughs> Get around Frio Dokers on Instagram. All of his photos are genius. He um, He's probably, he's close to the best thing getting around. At the club at the moment, he, yeah, he just has a knack, doesn't he? He hits the shout nail. out to you, Freya Dokers. Oh, I, man, I wonder if I he's actually a Dokers fan or he's just found the perfect medium to like troll everybody. I, he, he must just, like the Dockers. He doesn't troll, so there's no reason not to like him. Like I got Eagles fans that reckon he's the best thing. Like he just like it's oh, hilarious. All of my friends love him, and none of them go for the Dockers. Oh, you wouldn't even just it's it's just good good. Old-fashioned fun for everyone. It's so funny. Oh, man, it is. It's not even that mean. It's more like um, Sasha Baron Cohen mean in that it, like, traps people into looking stupid. I love how it yeah, traps people. Yeah, when they think they're being real funny, it's just real bait. Trapping them into looking like idiots. Yeah. His best (laughs) thing is the best thing. Best thing he does is his whole thing is spelling stuff wrong. So then he just, he just writes, like, that's what Ducky should do. Maybe Ducky's yeah, Ducky Doker. Maybe Ducky is Dokers. Maybe maybe Ducky is like the persona and Dokers is the real Ducky. <laughs> he just emails him like, Ducky, Ducky's can you write this persona that he puts on all the time? <laughs> oh. That's pretty good, actually. Ducky, are you the Frio Dokers? Yeah. Like one of them is a guy with a hood, like not paying attention to his girlfriend. And it's like, overused unoriginal comeback and then his girlfriend's like giving him heaps of attention being like West Coast supporters. It's like, yeah, pretty much. Like, where's your trophy cabinet? 
Actually, on the Purple Rain today, someone asked, would you rather beat your Eagles by 100 points or something this week and they win the flag or we lose by 50 points and they get knocked out straight sets? And Duck and Oz were both like, I don't think I could handle the Eagles winning another flag. Not because they, they care about the Eagles winning the flag, just because they don't want the Eagles fans to have more ammunition to just be like, well, we won four mm. flags now. Where's your trophy cabinet? Win a flag. It's just like, oh my God. That's a good one though. That's a good question. Um, I'd that is a hard one. one. That's like, <laughs> that's like your mum and your dad and all those sort of things. I've got mostly good <laughs> Eagles supporters, so I don't really, it doesn't bother me too much, but that is a very good question. I mean, it depends who you, what, it depends on what your work I dynamic is. I think it depends is. on your experiences, doesn't oh, it? Do, oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, I don't I work, th- I don't work with anyone that's a bad Eagles supporter, okay. or, but they they are out there. I think the problem is, I, I copped all, like, we used to go to all the games. We used to go to Eagles, home derby, yeah. stuff like that, me and Dad. And you cop so much, like, it, it's like a, um, a an overall quota or like an overall uh, crap you've copped and it builds up to this level that's just like it's it's overflowing so you're just already at your quota all the mm. time and I feel like if I click on a post that's like oh Harley Bennell's done a thing done a calf and then it's like Eagles fans are like trolling like oh you're never going to win a flag like no flags Eagles are 1-4 I just like I'm already angry and I'm like why am I angry at that I've never met that person Matt, well, it's just because of my lifetime of copying yeah. shit as a side note I, I had three people text me that Harley Bennell was out for the season and I was like well he's hardly out he hasn't been in like he's yeah. just going to continue and I was like why like why does it... And they're like, oh, you're definitely going to get flogged in the derby. And I'm like, that's just irrelevant. But yeah, probably, maybe. I like it how they thought that Harley was going to be the difference. Yeah. I, well, anyway. hasn't played AFL since like round 16 last year. We won't, we won't get petty, Juddy. We'll, we'll, we've got a hell exciting punting section to get to that I yeah, think we should dive like into. Um, all right. First of so all... Last, oh, last can week, we... let's go through how we both stunk it up. Oh, Actually, yeah. you were pretty close. Actually, you just stole my thing in the pies, but yeah, <laughs> I went pretty Collingwood. close. But Richmond were too good. Yeah, which is yeah. I oh, I got to stop betting against oh, teams in a traveling world, Hawthorne, which is stupid. Yeah. I like that, that. I think that's the problem with the Dockers. It's almost like, you know, when some people have a kid and it's like the most ridiculously hard thing they've ever had, and then they have another kid, and they're like, oh shit! Like the first time, like you know. All that had needed surgery and all blah 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 blah. It was like a horribly horrific thing. And then I had another kid. Like, how did I learn my lesson? I think Dockers are like that. It's like they have this amnesia <laughs> serum that they inject us with every now and then. And basically, it's like it's when they show a glimmer of hope, we just like lose track of all of the things that have they've mm. done to, to disappoint us. And then we go, maybe we're not terrible. And then they go bang and stand on after it. It's like. Yeah, they get us. Um, so I got on Freo. They got pumped. That wasn't ideal. Good odds, though. All right, so I discovered this Thursday or Friday. Sportsbet have this thing called the jackpot or something like that. They do yep. it for NRL and AFL, but we just yep. got it. I just got around AFL anyway. I don't really know NFL, NRL. Lottery system. Um, so basically, they give you four games. Each game, there's a $10,000 jackpot on it, and you can pick for all four games. So you can win them all or win none. Generally, you win none. 
mm-hmm. what you have to do is for each game, you have to pick the big or small winning margins. So either team by 1 to 39 or 40 plus. And then you have to pick someone to kick three or more goals. And then you have to pick someone to get 30 or more touches. And it's free for sports bet members. Yeah, you just pick them. Yeah. It's and just then, a fantastic so way to bring people into gambling. But hopefully you hold strong and Mate, don't get addicted. I reckon even odds would be like, gamble irresponsibly with that. Oh, definitely get on it. Um, it's good fun. It gives you... Um, it's pretty funny when it gives you how many people have the same bet, so the same odds. So once the yeah. game starts, it goes into live, and it's like, you and 1,000 and blah, blah, blah have the same. So you can you can work out when the game starts how much money you'll win if it comes in. Yeah, if it People works. won like 47 cents, um, like, because obviously, obviously if it's a... The likely happens, you're not going to win much. I was a part of a bet with only one other person. So just me <laughs> and some other idiot. Um, punt, to, punting to on the draw. Five grand. <laughs> punting on the draw. Man, imagine if I could have yeah. got into contact with him. <laughs> like, hey. Oh, man. Imagine like, run, like <laughs> FaceTiming. If it's real close at the end. It's like, hey, mate, what's your number? <laughs> they should definitely, if we both, if that draw happened, I think it was the Port Doggies game. Went the draw. I think I had Bont and Pelly to kick three or more. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, stuff it. I don't want to win with 10,000 people and get like 10 cents. I'm like, I'm going down swinging. I'm going to get the whole 10. Yeah. And I was like, who is this other guy? Other guy? <laughs> get off guy. my bet. <laughs> um, so that's really good. So get around it. You get four chances each weekend. I don't know how long they're going to do it for, uh, but it's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. So who are you going to go this week, mate? I'll give you first crack. I'm going to do... I think oh, there's a few like weird bets going around. Hawthorne at two dollars to me seems generous. Yeah. And also North Melbourne at two dollars against Brisbane seems somewhat generous. That's weird. Brisbane yeah. are the favourite at home. Given the stakes for North Melbourne, like that's a that's a do or die. They just beat Eagles as well. They just flogged the Eagles. Yeah, that's crazy for me. That's why. Um, that's weird. That's why that's in there for me. But I'm. Um, uh, that's why I'll go North Melbourne at two dollars. I think that like doubling your money's like yeah. I, I saw that and I was like something is up. I think if you're tipping, I mean you could probably throw that in forty plus really. Sorry, um, but if yeah, you're tipping, I think most people would tip North Melbourne. I'm gonna tip North Melbourne. Brisbane are decent, but I think North are like a way better side. North than... one to thirty nine at two dollars sixty three and forty plus seven fifty. So. Um, fuck, fuck, I think there isn't a chance for 40 plus. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go North Melbourne 40 plus at seven dollars fifty. I'll put considering they just did a number on the Eagles in tough conditions. I will put um ten dollars of my own hard earned cash on that just to put money where mouth is as well. Is it because North have to travel back from Tassie then up to Brisbane? Travel back from Tassie. Don't talk to me about traveling back from places, Juddy. Don't talk to a Dockers fan about that. Yeah, sorry. Back from Tassie. Um, I don't know why Brisbane Brisbane haven't been that good, have they? <laughs> don't know. Do they know something we don't know? Who knows? I, know. I live here. I've read the paper the other day. Yeah, you're the number one AFL no ticket holder. About it, but that's pretty normal. Um, I am going to go. So there are three games I had my eye on this week. One of them is my big purple dick Dockers at five dollars <sighs> fifty. Don't do it again. One of them buddy. is the Dogs at two twenty to beat the Saints. Saints were okay last week, but I don't mind the dogs anymore. Dogs could beat the Saints. Dogs could beat the Saints. Third one is a little bit out there. 
So Richmond played Geelong at the G. Richmond haven't lost at the G since they lost to the Dockers. Oh, yeah. When Mundy kicked that goal after the siren where I was present and I lost my voice. Geelong get up for good teams. So Geelong pretty much only play well against good teams and play terrible against bad teams. Mm -hmm. I am very tempted at Geelong at $3.10 to beat Richmond, who are good without... You know, that they are winning games each game because they are doing all the right things, but they're not humming along. Like, all, all eight cylinders aren't fire, firing all the time with Richmond. No. Like they need a Jack Higgins to kick that miracle goal and blah, 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 blah. They need Josh Thomas to kick four on the weekend. So, I'm going to go Geelong at $3.10. Fair. Interesting. Yeah. All right, North Melbourne 40-plus and Geelong. Write that down. We have been terrible this year, though. Too. We've been terrible. for. But we're... Yeah. But we try. It's we mostly because Juddy keeps picking the Dockers. Yeah, but, you know, every now and then they win. I know. <laughs> let's dive in. Give us the Peel rundown, Juddy, and then let's get into right. yeah, yeah. So the big Peel dirt. Did... Peel were killing it for three quarters against West Perth, who were about to go broke, or did go broke. And then they lost in the last quarter. They got pumped mm. in the last quarter. So weird. Um, so our man, Harley Bunnell, had 27 touches and two goals. 17 and one goal in the first half, I think. Uh, who hurt his calf late in the game. Ross Lyon has said he's probably back after a week. So it's not that big of a deal. It's not as... Everyone's like, oh, like, yeah. Dockers suck again. Like, our saviour. It's like, good God. Um Brady Gray had 25 touches and one goal. And you know what? Ducky was like, get him in as well. Why not get him in? We've given Valentine so many chances. Yeah. Um, why don't we get Brady Gray in? He's Give him younger. A sniff. He's got bit of, a bit of see you, in, see you next Tuesday about him. And like in a derby, guys like Medhurst and Kick It and all these people generally with a bit of C-U-N-T about them mm. will get up and about. So why not just get him in there? I wouldn't mind him coming in. Tabs had 13 touches and kicked three. I reckon he's an auto start. Uh, Crowden had 30 touches. I reckon swap him probably for Gyro. A bit more see you next Tuesday into our team. North had 20 touches. He's a chance. Maybe an emergency. Or like he should play eventually. Maybe against Carlton. And then Big Huge Dicks had 17 touches and one goal. So... Ross Lyon spoke after the game. No, no, no. He spoke with one of, a person that Dad knows and was like, was telling him like Hugh Dixon is a star of the future. Like he will be a gun. Like if he hadn't hurt his ankle or whatever he did, he probably would have been in our team a lot quicker. So I think Ross Lyon has a new favourite tall forward. So hopefully big big dicks. So huge huge dicks and big cocks can play together in the same forward line soon. One can only hope. Yeah, well, one you love a big dick. All right, do you do you want to talk about the derby and then give me your Dockers numbers quiz? Oh, we yeah, we'll finish on a high note for everyone to get involved in this um, Dockers quiz. Yeah. So the derby this week. Yeah, Josh going, Kennedy out. Yeah, Kennedy out. Going apart to, from that, uh, my biggest excitement that I want to talk, I really want Wilson to have a big game. And he was going yeah. to be my medal winner, um, which I thought was what okay. you were going to plug me for. So I thought maybe Wilson for the medal winner. Um, I think 
it's a massive game for the Eagles. Like they have to get up, really. They have to they get do. up. Um, if they oh, lose Josh this, Kennedy. yeah. If they lose this, it's really not good for their season. No Kennedy, no Nat Nui. Um, still trying to maintain yeah. top two spot. There's a lot on the line for them. So far out. If we can shake them and um, ruffle ruffle their feathers early, I think we'll get under their skin and maybe get so you know like shit. We can't lose another. You know we've got top two spot. And if we can get the pressure on them from the get-go and get their fans upset and booing, I reckon we're in a little, you know. I agree. I think you make a great point in that there's a lot more riding on this game for the Eagles than us. Nothing and more I dangerous think an, I think, than I think someone that's a nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a negative for the Eagles because they're going to be like, oh, God, we've got to win this game. We've got to beat the Dockers. They're not that good. Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We need to make top two. We just Free have to like, put that Let's pressure go out there and bust some skulls. Mm-hmm. Let's get guys like Darcy jumping into it. So I don't know why Shuey was out last week with personal reasons. I know his missus is pregnant. He had a so kid. It might have yeah. been that she. So it might have been that she was having the baby. Yeah, he flew I, home. I haven't heard anything, but yeah. Yeah, he flew on um, kid. I, I, is it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So he'll probably be back in this week if he, if she's had the kid. They're a, a lovely couple, what, actually. Mate, imagine horns. flying to Tasmania, getting to Tasmania, and it's like, hey, mate, what's going on? Going into labour. You're like, no worries. Be there in... catch A billion hours. Yeah, be there in three flights time. You just go... Li- oh, man, that would be the pits. Like, you've just got all the way to Tasmania. You're like, whatever. I don't know where you land in Tasmania. You land in some farm in the middle of nowhere, and then you get a bus. I imagine it's like the um, Jurassic get Park landing where you land 100%. between like where they've cleared some trees 100%. and there's like big animals. You ride your canoe around. to the baggage pickup, you get your canoe, you put the baggage <laughs> yeah, in the canoe. like hippos and stuff. And then you get the call. It's like, mate, she's coming. Good coming. God. And you're like, yeah. oh, turn this canoe around. <laughs> yeah. Does this have reverse? <laughs> that's my derby prediction. Yeah. All right. Well, I... Look, I am always an optimist with the Dockers. I feel like we do have a chance against the Eagles. We nearly beat them in round three or whatever it was, uh, or round four or five. Um, they stepped up. That was before they sort of kicked into gear. They're probably running a lot better than us at the moment, both coming off bad losses. They've travelled. We haven't. Mm. Look, I, I hope we can put up a fight. Like I say, I love to see the effort. Like, I want to see us lose because we stuff it up, not because we're just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a lot harder to lose because we stuff it up. I, I, I want to sniff by three-quarter time. I want us to be within a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, and and if they the put ground. us away, they put us away. But that's fine. I want us to be within a couple of goals. And I'd like to see us try and run over the top of a team and score maybe 80 points. It'd be good. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Um. But yeah, so my medal winner, oh, so if it has to be a Docker, if Dockers win, which, you know, odds on chance to win at 5.50, I would say Lockie Neal would win it purely because yeah. they vote and they use stats. So I reckon Lockie Neal or Mundy or something like that, but I'll go Neal. Hopefully Neal has 30 and kicks goals and has an impact with his 30 rather than just getting... 30 because he's always around the ball hand passing a lot yeah he's a medal right. winner right. he does know how to win medals write it down mate Jody's gone the safe bet yeah I have alright well uh, let's right, finish on a fun it. note for everyone to play we did this in our failed episode it is the Fremantle's Dockers 
jumper quiz, but it's from different eras. So it's across all eras. I'm going to name the number and the years they played. I might give a few tips depending on how well Juddy goes. Um, and it's just pick the player. So an example would be, um, I'll do a quick example, from 2005 to 2008, who wore number two? Moro, Morabito. Nah, before Morabito. 2005 oh, wow. to 2008. I was thinking like Chad Fletcher, but he was even before that. Who wore number two? Oh, good God. Well, his brother. Is, is it hard? Josh Carr. Hey, Josh Carr, that's right. So there's the example. So that's how we're going to play it. But I'm going to try to do seven and we'll stack you up and hopefully the people at home can try to beat you. Um, and yep. we'll see how it goes. This we'll try is harder to than it thinks because you have to try and remember back to the headspace you were in in different eras and who the coach was. Right, go. I'm ready when you are. Well, wearing the number 20 Ooh. from 2008 to 2010. From 2008 to 2010, wearing so the number 20. Justin Longmuir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, who wore number 20? Tabs is not 20. 2008. 2008, 2010, three years. Was it like he was a running player? No. Oh, no. He was a forward, born-again backman. Oh, that's right, Tarrant. Tarrant. Now, for a bonus, I'll still give you that one. For a bonus, what other number did he wear for 21 games? Besides number 20, Chris Tarrant for 17, for 21 games, wore another number. Before or after, like at the start or the end of that? Before. Before he wore number 20 for 21 games, what number did he wear? I reckon I reckon it was higher but in the 20s. Is that correct? Nah. You're not going to get it. Oh no, what was it? 17. I gave it his way as well because I accidentally said 17. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We'll still give you the tick for that. One from one. All right. That's hard. Yeah. Ten they're days. all going to be hard. So we'll see how everyone's yeah, going at home are. at the end. Wearing the lucky number seven from 1998 to 2001. Heath Black. Heath Black, absolutely. Well oh, done, Juddy. Raking left foot. Yeah. He's a derby legend as well. He kicked a few goals from 50 and stuff like that. Don't I think... think medal, but yeah. No. <sighs> Number 22 from 2002 to 2000... Oh, Juddy. Three from three? <laughs> You smashed that one. Who's my other one that I've got down? I've got players written down that I need to Scott read. Thornton has inflammatory bowel disease as well and married a girl that I did physio with. Well, you're not going to get She was that. lovely. Okay, the inaugural number four wearer. Is that the correct term? Have I said that right? Oh, From 1995 no. to 1999, playing 79 games. Was he the captain? It doesn't have... I don't have that information in front of me. I'm not going to Do you know who the captain was, our inaugural captain? No, no idea. Peter Peter Mann. I don't think he was number four. Oh, who was number four? I'm very bad in the 
in the nineties, Dockers. Well, like I'm hoping that we've got 99. some older. Hopefully, some people are getting this. Do you want to tap out? I can't give you any hints. No, I don't. Is he indigenous? <sighs> Chatty, I can't give you any hints. Durkay or someone? Was he four? No. Nah. Number four for seventy-nine games. Goals? Any goals? Oh no, it was Stephen O'Reilly, wasn't it? No. No. On oh, McGovern. No, it wasn't either. No, I'm out. It is Andrew Wills. Oh, Willsy! How did I miss that? I know, Stephen Bald O'Reilly. Bald guy. Do you, know, do you remember who Wills was? Yeah, I Googled him. But Stephen O'Reilly wore number 10 for those people wondering. Number 10, okay. So what, are you three from four? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow, I can't believe I didn't get Willsy. We'll do, was, we'll do, we'll just make it. He was the best, worst player. Like, he was terrible, but so funny. We'll make it, we're going to do a five. We're just going to do a five number quiz. So, three out of four so far with your last one. Wearing number two from 2002 to 2004. Wearing number two. That's Fletcher, isn't it? Fletcher, I will give you another guess, but Fletcher, Adrian Fletcher, wore it from 1998 to 2001. His, his, is it predecessor or what are you? His uh, air, I don't know, whatever it is, <laughs> takes over from you. Come on. Um, so 2002 to 2004, took over number two. Mm-hmm. He's a Victorian. I think he's a Ruckman, and I know oh, that... Oh, Simmons. Yeah, 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 Simmons. That's right. We'll give you, we'll give you three, and, three and, a half. and a half. Out of five. And what we'll do, I kept that at five because I think it's good fun. We'll try to save we'll some. Do a couple more. We might be able to do a couple more. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a blast from the past. Good episode. Thanks, monkey. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure, easy. mate. Um, excited. Obviously, not a lot to get excited about heading into a derby after recent form, but I hope people find the, you know, get around it. We're always up with a sniff. Hopefully, the boys over in Victoria have a good... Uh, Bundy and the boys have a good game. Yeah, then, good luck to Bundy and everyone that plays in that game. Yeah, Get around Dork Talk on Facebook. We promise to only spam you with funny things. Reese Palmer. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if we need to be rate, review and subscribe. I think like if you're going to search Dork Talk, you know exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're not going to get too many random people like, oh, let's listen to Dork Talk. Really looking for someone a called Juddy and Monkey. Yeah, talking independent about. AFL <laughs> dockers with a bit of punting. Bit yeah, of... like what's punting? They need a quiz. <laughs> yeah, a quiz. Oh, it would not make much sense to anyone that didn't exactly know what they were looking for. So no. don't worry about. It. Do it if you want. All right. No. Thank you very much, everybody. Look forward to a post-derby excitement episode. Okay. Thank you, Juddy. Thank you, Juddy. See ya.